Hey, what's going on, Conversation family? My name is Elijah. And I'm Josh. And listen, if you are looking for a place to advertise for your company or brand, the Conversation Podcast is the perfect place for you. So DM us at post.conversation for more information. We'll see you there. Conversationalists, welcome back to the conversation with Josh and Elijah. I'm Josh, and I'm Elijah. And it's September now. It's September now. Wow, fall is here. School's back in session, and we're getting back into the swing of things pre-pandemic. Kinda, low key. Super, super, super duper low key. But like, you know, I'm excited about it. You know, cases are going down, and we're kind of getting back to the swing of things. So. I'm excited to see what, you know, this fall term of year is going to bring to us. Me too, man. I'm looking forward to it. I had a friend, uh, a guy that I look up to on campus, and he said he said it best to me. He said, this is going to be a good year regardless. You just got to have that mentality, man. We're in the fourth quarter of the year now. We're in the, la- the home stretch, the last, well, I guess the last third of the year, the last four months. And that's the type of attitude you got to have, man. It's going to be a good rest of the year regardless, because this one's been one for the books. We had a pandemic. We're still in the middle of it. We're in an election year. We're facing widespread social injustice. And now this full semester. And man, just when I thought we were finally in the clear for 2020, Chadwick Boseman passed away. First Black Mamba. Now Black Panther. I'm in disbelief, man. I can't believe it. Yeah, that was that was definitely a hard part, I think, you know, being around friends during that moment and just getting that notification that, yo, Chadwick Boseman has been, you know, suffering for four years and unfortunately passed away. I think that was really a I was really a wake up call to me to make the most out of every day, every opportunity that we have. You know, mm-hmm. and to never use the excuse, yo, I'm tired, I'm sick, or anything like that as a reason to not do something. So I think there were definitely some positives and some, some, you know, of course, some negatives of losing him. But I think his life taught an incredible lesson. And I think that's something that we all should aim for with our lives is teaching exactly. someone. Exactly. And he taught us more with his actions than he did even on screen. Yeah, he was a superhero on screen. He was Jackie Robinson. He was Thurgood Marshall. He was James Brown. But he was a hero in real life, too. One of the most touching pieces of media I've seen all year was video of him visiting children who were yeah. battling cancer. And the other lesson that he teaches me is it's important to keep your boundaries up. It's okay to keep your private life private. Oh, man. That's a good point, Josh. That's a real good one. He didn't need to tell everyone that he was battling cancer to make a difference. Uh, I even read that his manager said his mom taught him not to let people fuss over him. So Mm. he just kept it to his wife. Um, One of his agents was aware. But we lift up his family. Wakanda forever, man. Rest in power, Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. Now, that's the heavy news. But the good news is today... We got a lighthearted, shorter, chill conversation people can listen to to get their questions answered. So that's what we're going to do today. Our first Q&A episode, I call it Ask Away. 
Over the past week, we've been collecting questions from listeners on Instagram, and today, we're going to answer them. So, you ready, bro? Your ears open? My ears are open, but I'm a little worried that some of these questions are going to be out of pocket. But I don't think we have any out of pocket listeners, so I hope. Yeah, we'll so be make good. sure you don't give no out of pocket responses. I can give out of pocket responses. Can you? Is that is that wise though, bro? Is there, probably, I mean, you're just gonna get more people to not like you. It's probably people love me. Okay, first of people all, people so do love you. People there's do not a, love there's you. not a list of people who don't like me, but you know. You know, it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. All right, let's get popping. Let's get to it. We got a pretty nice mix of serious and silly questions, so I say it's pretty representative of our podcast. But we're going to start with some light ones. We got a question from our episode on music. One listener says, J. Cole didn't make your top five? Are you, are you talking to me? Because he was definitely in mine. And another thing Ooh. is, I think it's important that you mention the fact that this person put a laughing emoji because they were just in no, so much shock. No, it's a crying emoji. Oh, it's a crying emoji. It's a crying emoji. emoji. Yeah. A crying emoji. Okay. So, like, it was like, uh-huh, you don't have J. Cole in your top five? Okay. J. Cole was definitely in my top five. So, Josh, you explain why J. Cole wasn't in your top five because he was definitely in mine. Got you, got you. Listen, listen. J. Cole is one of the best lyricists and best storytellers ever, ever to grace the game. And he's definitely top five in 2020, top mm. five in 2019, 18, 17, top five in this past decade from 2010 to 2020. Definitely. He's in that conversation. In fact, in the past 10 years, he's in my top two. But this is. My top five all-time list, okay? I got to mention the GOATs, and I'm an old head. So because I'm an old head, when I look at J. Cole, I'm thinking about the guys that influenced him. I'm thinking about the Dr. J behind his Michael Jordan. I'm thinking about the Michael Jordan behind his Kobe. You know what I'm saying? I want to know who my favorite's favorites are. And I, would, I think everyone would agree Tupac is in that conversation. Nas is in that conversation. So they had to make my top five. And okay. unfortunately, J. Cole didn't. But that's not no disrespect to J. Cole. I love J. Cole. Okay. He's just not in my top five of all time. Okay. And I get that. I get that. So, like, the next question is really, I think, is it aimed at me or is it aimed at both of us? I had a feeling... Ah, I think it's aimed at you. I mean, we can both answer, but I think it's aimed at you. Because, okay, the next question is, who are our top five R&B artists? Now, here's the thing. When I do these rankings, I'm not doing it as like a top five greatest, a top five best. I'm doing it as top five R&B artists I would love to listen to. Because I, oh, you. You I don't think you can ever say... This person is top five greatest R&B artists of all time. To me, to me, I don't think you can ever say that because R&B is in a different world than it was in the 1950s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. We're in a totally different Facts. phase. We have R&B artists Facts. who rap. We have R&B artists who sing. We have, like, it's a totally different era. So that's why I don't think you could necessarily say that. So um, my top five go like this. Number one is Music Soul Child. Because I feel like Music Soul Child is one of the greatest R&B, I mean, goodness gracious. Like You can't touch him. You can't you touch can't. him. You can't. You um, can't. Number two is Joe. 
And that's because I use one of his lines. So, you know, side note, if I ever want if I ever want to show interest in a female, I use this song as a guideline. Oh, should you say this? Cuz you don't know, man. You could there could be a listener who likes you and then they hear you, she hears you use this line on her and that's actually a major turn off. Maybe maybe you should save it, man. Save it in the arsenal. Anyways, don't don't let some brother steal it. Okay, I won't I won't let him steal it. But he used this song, and it's really a guideline for me. But um, Joe really was a part of my childhood. You know, my dad and my mom really loved R and B, so he was a big part. Number three is her. Here's why. Here's why. Her is in a different category. She is a master of music. If there is a master's degree to have in music. Her has it plus two doctorates in it because she is just fantastic and amazing. That's why she's number three. Number four is Chris Brown. Chris Brown, again, is amazing, but there are some songs that I skip. Like the artists that I've showed before, I haven't really had a song to skip, you know. Um, So that's why Chris Brown is like number four. And then number five is Neo. And Neo is up here Mm. because not only... Excuse me. Not only is he a singer, but he's also a amazing writer. So I this think is true. I think that a lot of the great songs that we've heard from Music Soul Child, Joe, her, and Chris Brown, at least one of them was written by Neo at some point in time because Neo's just an amazing writer, and oh, I yeah. would I wouldn't find it hard to believe that he was a part of that process. So that's why that's my top five: Music Soul Child, Joe. Her, Chris Brown, and Neo. Okay, Josh, you, I love you that list. go ahead. You go ahead. I love it. I love it. Now, my list comes with a couple honorable mentions because I feel like five is just not enough. Mm. But unlike you, bro, I got just a couple artists in here whose biggest hits didn't come during our lifetime because I, I, I have to put some Hall of Famers in there. I have to. I got to put some legends in there. So... The first name I have on my list is the Queen of Soul herself, Aretha Franklin. And I I really don't think that needs an explanation. Right. I really don't think that needs an explanation. So I'm just going to say her name again, Aretha Franklin, period. Mm-hmm. The second name I have, oh, rest in, rest in power, Aretha Franklin. Rest in power. The second name I have on my list is Marvin Gaye. I got Marvin Gaye on here because I had to think of the crooners. I had to think... Of some male legends yeah. in this industry. I thought of Donny Hathaway. I did. I thought mm-hmm. of Tevin Campbell. Right. Who's not who's not quite in the same era as Marvin Gaye, but still 90s. And I yeah. thought of Teddy Pendergrass. And I thought of Sam Cooke. Okay. But so those are some honorable mentions I have. But out of this group of male singers I have, I think the best voice belongs to Marvin Gaye. I just think he had the best voice out of all of them. And one of the best stage presences. Everybody looks up to Marvin Gaye. Right. Every male in R&B has heard of Marvin Gaye. And you're never going to take a comparison to Marvin Gaye as an insult. That's, That's why he true. has to be in my top five. He has to be in my top five. Now, I also have her on this list because I would be a fool not to put her on my list. And to mm-hmm. think, we didn't even know of her until 2017. She has what three Grammys now? 
Whoa. And what I love, yeah. what I love most about her is not even the sound of her voice. It's her musicianship. Yeah. That's why I just I can't keep her off of this list, man. I love her style. She has her own line of sunglasses. I like her swag a lot. And her voice on top of that. Yeah, she makes she makes beautiful music. But there's another musician on this list who also makes beautiful music. And she kind of took on a mentorship role with her. Mm-hmm. Alicia Keys. I got mm. Alicia Keys in my top five. Now, when I put Alicia Keys in my top five, I have to give an honorable mention to Tony Braxton. I have to give an honorable mention to Brandy because Brandy almost made this list, man. I tell you, Brandy almost made this list. Shout out to Tony Braxton. Shout out to Brandy because they almost made this list too. But I got Alicia Keys in my top five for similar reasons to her. It's it's the musicianship. I think Brandy and Tony definitely have better singing voices, but I like the lyrical content of Alicia Keys' music more. I, I liked her 2016 album, despite... Uh, popular belief on the album. She has a newer song out called Perfect Way to Die. Highly mm. recommend you check that out. And I like her style. Also, she's married to Swiss Beats. I mean, that doesn't get you credit as an R&B artist, but she definitely knows what she's doing if she's married to one of the top producers in the game, too. So, I, And eh. I like her ear. Eh. You know, I'm not and a fan. Not a fan. You're not and a that's fan fine. of Alicia Keys? No. I'm not a fan of Alicia Keys. And I'm not sad or disappointed. I mean, 15 Grammys, that. 15 Grammys, that's all I gotta say. She got 15 of them. I and, really, I, I mean, really touch that. that's cool. Who has the most championships in basketball? Lakers or the Celtics? Celtics by one. Okay. But that's be, that's because they played a bunch of nobody. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, who cares? You can have a lot of trophies and awards. Some of the greatest artists of ever will never win a Grammy or an award. This is true. So, this is true. I mean, so I mean, I'm not knocking Alicia Keys. She's just not my type of artist to listen to on repeat. If that makes sense. I got you. I got you. And we should definitely, maybe we'll do this in a in a later episode. But we should definitely give our favorite underground artists too. They oh, need. We need man. to show them some love. Like I'm gonna give a special shout out to Natalie Lauren. Natalie Lauren Sims. I love what she's doing. She's worked with everybody from Lecrae to Triple E to Jackie Hill Perry to Swoop. Check her out because she's on one right now. And she finally released her debut full-length project. So that's going to be my underground, I'll say that with quotation marks, artist. And number five on my R&B list is Neo 2. Okay. It's, it's the swag for me, man. And yeah. he can dance. Have you ever seen World of Dance? No. You should check that out. It's... It's a competition show for dancers. It, I like it. I actually prefer it over Dancing with the Stars. But yeah, I got Aretha Franklin, Marvin Gaye, her, Alicia Keys, and Neo. Gotcha. Top five. Top five. Okay. All right, now this next question. This next question is kind of related to music. Kind of. And me and you've had this argument at least a thousand times. But the question is simple. Apple or Android? I'm going to keep this short. I promise. I love Apple. I use Apple. Therefore, I use Apple Music. For podcast, I use Spotify. That pretty much sums it up for me. Um, Apple is great because of the whole ecosystem where everything is together. 
There's no big hassle to switch. But I do not knock anyone who does not have an Android for real. Like, although I probably won't text you or answer your phone call, like, I still love you. Like, I love Josh, and Josh is a droid. Do I text him a lot? Not unless it's about the show. But, <laughs> bro, even when we on the phone, we on FaceTime on my iPad. You just discriminatory. I'm not discriminatory. I just prefer Apple over Android. And I, you know, and that's okay. Nothing wrong with it. You have, you are entitled to your own opinion and your own idea. And that's period. All right. That is that's my that's my spiel, and I did it in one minute. Oh, I, I'm gonna do mine in less than a minute. All the good things that Elijah just said about Apple, pretty much Android was doing it first. Also, ain't no Apple ecosystem; it's an Apple empire. Whatever Apple does, Android can do it better. Before Apple had an ecosystem, Google had an ecosystem. But the thing about their ecosystem. And, and, and when I say ecosystem, we mean multiple applications that you have access to through one account. So whatever you're doing on your phone, you can do on your laptop, tablet, etc. Android stuff ain't exclusive, bro. If you can do it on Android, you can do it on Apple too. I can't say the same thing vice versa. When you text me, it doesn't turn my messages blue. All my messages can be whatever color I choose. Apple is the one that makes my messages turn green. Apple is the reason I can't join y'all's group chats. Apple is the reason whenever y'all laugh, emphasize, like, or love one of my messages, I get a separate text saying, Elijah liked, and then my entire message in quotation marks. Apple does that. Android didn't do that. Android is for the people. Android is for the culture. Apple is just trying to get money. They just do everything Android does, but charge you more. And that's why I'm Team Android. It's funny because Android was actually sued for, you know, how they operate certain things. But, you know, that's, you know, that's for another time. That's for Apple probably time. been sued, too. You know, that's for another time. And I'm, I'm Team Spotify, too. I'm a rebel. Whatever everybody else is doing, I can't do that. Can't do that. Also, fun fact, we have more listeners of our podcast via Spotify than Apple Music. So, shout out to all y'all Spotify users. I love y'all. Apple users, I love you too. You just need deliverance. But know that I'm praying for you. Okay, okay. All right, all right. That was good. Those are some good questions. All right, so thanks for listening to the conversation with Josh and Elijah. Oh, no, we're not over. We're not done yet. We're not uh, done. We got some serious. You're looking at the docket right now. You know we have a couple serious questions too. Do we have to answer the serious them. questions? We do. Okay. I think we should. I think it's only fair. Okay, all right. Let's do it. We have a couple. We just have a couple serious questions, and we want to we want to address those right now. The first one is, how do you handle a breakup? We talked about relationships in two of our episodes. We have over two hours of content on relationships. How do you define them? How do you operate in them? What does God say? What's some advice, things to do, things not to do? But one thing we didn't mention in either one of our episodes is how to handle the end of a relationship. Because we mentioned that not every relationship is a forever one. We talked about transitions in episodes three, four, and five. But mm. when you go through a breakup, it does hurt. It yeah. can be painful. And it's worth mentioning advice on how to handle that transition as well. So what you got, man? How do you handle a breakup? 
<sighs> um, so thankfully I have never been on the receiving end of a breakup because like I typically don't really do relationships like that because like hashtag too much work or hashtag toxic. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Just my expectations are really high and I feel like people don't really reach those levels. But I I was in a relationship for like six months, right? This was back in uh, high school. And the person was annoying and I broke up with them. So like, I... Don't call them annoying. Just just say you were frustrated. Don't make uh, my name call. Maybe, I, maybe don't do that. I didn't say their name. I just said they were annoying. It's different, Josh. It's different. But <laughs> I feel like somebody listening to this episode knows who you're talking about. I feel like they know. So I feel like <laughs> Okay, all right, all right, all right. Anyways. The you were point, frustrated. The, you were frustrated in that relationship. Josh, if you wanna be politically correct, that's something you can do. I said what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I said what I said. Exactly. And that's on period. But um so I love that. I think that um I think relationships are tough. And especially when you've been with someone for such a long time to suddenly if it's a sudden breakup that kind of hurts. But to mm. suddenly like not going to lie, I suddenly broke up with that individual. It probably hurt. But like I was 16, 17, something around there. Like I was a kid. Okay. Like I can make Got mistakes. You. Got you. Yeah. <laughs> like the Elijah that you all know is totally different from when he was back then. Um, but I can attest to this. God's been good to the both of us. <laughs> but I think when you when you do have to deal with that situation, I think it's important that you take time and write down what you learned and what you grew in. I'm sorry. Let me say that again. What you learned and what you grew in. So, like, if you're in a relationship, you're not supposed to come in and leave the same way. You know? Yes. Um, yes, that's good. You should leave that relationship smarter, more educated, taller, wiser. Um, it should change you in a way that doesn't negative, negatively affect who you are. And if it yes. does then that relationship was never meant to be in the first place. And mm. people don't really think about that, how you change after being in a relationship. You know, but my advice for someone dealing with that is first look at, okay, so what are the positives that came out of being with this individual for a mm. long time um, or a time at all? And two, what can, what can negatively happen to me because of this relationship? Okay. The tr true and short answer is nothing. There's nothing negatively that can really happen at the end of a relationship. You know? It's important that you have that support system around you to make sure that you're encouraged, to make sure that you're uplifted, to make sure that right. you, you know, keep track and keep your head up when everything seems like it's falling down around you. You know? But for me personally, I would say... You know, take account. Like, what did you learn? What did you grow from? How did you become mm -hmm. better? And if you became better at all, you know? And then yeah. take some time, work on you. <laughs> like, really work on you. Try to, get your, try to get to know yourself better. I think one of the greatest things about 2020 was I got to love myself. 
Mm. I got to love myself more than I've ever done before. And that was because during the time that I was single. So now if I ever decide to get into a relationship, you know what's going to happen? We're not going to have to worry about me feeling like I don't love myself because I've learned how to do it. Wow. That's key right there. that's, That's really, you know, the best advice that I could give to an individual who's dealing with the situation right now. How about you, Josh? That's key. I love that. I love that you said, or I should say, I love that you encouraged whoever asked this question to work on himself or work on herself. I think the two ingredients necessary for that healing, because it is a healing process. It is a healing process. Breakups do hurt. The two ingredients necessary are time and space. You need time. Give yourself time. Give yourself grace and be patient with yourself. If you went through a breakup last month and you're still hurting this month, that is okay. My first piece of advice to anyone dealing with a breakup is do not apologize for the way that you feel. It is okay to not be okay. There's no emotion that is wrong. It's not how you feel that's the problem. It's what you allow your feelings to make you do or think that's the problem. So if you're sad, it is okay to be sad. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to be disappointed. It's okay to be confused. This, is, this might sound a little controversial. It's okay to be happy too. It's okay to be happy. If the breakup didn't phase you or, or you're feeling a sense of relief, you don't need to feel guilty about that. But what you do need to do is ask God to check your heart. You need to check your heart. Because in whatever emotions you're feeling, you want to make sure there's no bitterness there or unforgiveness there. And not just unforgiveness towards your ex, but unforgiveness towards yourself. Because you can't grow and you can't progress and you can't work on your relationship with yourself if you haven't even forgiven yourself. Everybody makes mistakes. And in relationships, there's no difference. So even if you feel or know for sure that the breakup wasn't your fault, I'm sure you're aware of things that you want to do better for the next time you're in a relationship. Things you want to do better just in general. You want to treat people more kindly. You want to stick up for yourself more. Whatever that flaw is, forgive yourself for it. And don't expect perfection. Because sometimes we get disillusioned and we think, especially if it was our first relationship, it's going to go perfectly Everything is going to be fine. It's going to be smooth sailing. And then when we hit bumps in the road, which are natural, we start kicking ourselves like it must be my fault. There must be something wrong with me. No, you are enough. Love yourself. I know I said in an earlier episode, you are not enough. But what I meant there is you can't save someone. You can't satisfy them completely. They need Jesus too. But as far as you as an individual, you are you are enough. You're Your problems and your flaws don't mean that you're not worth loving. So love yourself. Work on yourself. And give yourself time to do that. The second thing is space. You got to set up healthy boundaries. It's probably not the best idea to keep looking at your ex's stories on Instagram. Just being real. It's probably best that you not follow them right now. You need to set up boundaries until you reestablish that relationship. Now, if you reach a point at which you two can be friends, God bless you. That's a blessing. But forgiveness doesn't mean reconciliation. It doesn't mean that you're going to be best friends with that person and you need to resume your relationship the way it was pre-breakup. Yeah. Learn to love that person from a distance. You can still pray for them. You can still wish them well without actually being in their presence. No pun intended, but d- depending on the relationship, you might need to practice some social distancing from that person. And that's okay. 
because not every relationship is a forever one. And I want to read this tweet real quick from Jackie Hill Perry, who I think says it very well. She says, not every friendship is a forever one, and that's okay. Life is just like that. Seasons and people change, and with that, so do our relationships. Get clarity and pursue peace, but be willing to embrace the change with appreciation for what was and love for the person who still is. Man, that's So good. you can love that person from a distance. Just know that just because you're not with them doesn't mean they're a bad person. It just may mean you weren't right for them or they weren't right for you because life is leading you different places. You yeah. have different goals. You have different visions, and that's okay. But you need to be available and healed before you enter into a new relationship. And so you have to understand that. You got to be patient, knowing that the best roles, responsibilities, and relationships are worth waiting on, and they will happen organically. Maybe you lost yourself in a relationship, but use that time and space to work on finding yourself. Who am I outside of this relationship? Because I know my identity is not just wrapped up in who my boyfriend or my girlfriend is. Right. And you're the, you're the only one you're always going to have to live with. You, you always have to live with yourself. You can't divorce yourself. Mm-hmm. So you might as well love yourself and work on finding yourself. And speaking of finding, our, finding yourself, our next question is from someone who asked how to do that. Mm-hmm. This person says, and I quote, what do you do when you need to recenter yourself? For example, when you feel like you've been carrying burdens, sadness, and worry on your own. Right. And not taking it to God like you should. <sighs> um, is it all right if I take this on? First, Go ahead, bro. So, I think that this is a this right here is something important. Um, I think in life we sometimes find ourselves in these weird positions where we've kind of worked to become self sufficient where we don't lean and depend on the father, where Mm. we've kind of departed away from our typical way of life, from our typical way of doing things how it should. So for me, I recently Mm -hmm. had to do this to recenter yourself. I think that you should have an honest conversation. A lot of times we're so... We're so tied up in what to do, we don't realize how easy it is to do it. Mm. You know? We're focused on the wrong thing. Just have a simple conversation. You know, God doesn't want you to be this deacon who, Heavenly Father, from the north to the south and the east to the west, from the up to the down, from the sides to the valleys and the low. He doesn't. You don't need to do all that. You don't need to do all you that. You don't take all that. You don't take, you don't all, take all that. All that. I'm a very simple, if you, if you've ever like, well, just being honest, like I'm not an extra person to pray when it's just me and the father. Like, I'm just like, Hey, you know, I've been struggling with this and I need your assistance or I've been carrying this for so long. Like earlier this year, unfortunately I lost my grandmother and I think that was probably one of the hardest seasons of my life, I, you know, to ever go through. I still, you know, sometimes find myself just sad about that but during those moments i just say hey god i'm struggling right now i'm off i need you to help me get back help me get focused again help me get back into doing what exactly you request of me what exactly you desire of me to be 
And so spend some time with the father. Really, that's really what I would, you know, advise you to do. Spend some time with the father and communicate with someone else what's going on, you know, and just be like, hey, I need, you know, some help with this. I need some advice with this. You know, how can I get myself back on track to where I need to be? And I think that mm-hmm. you'll find out that the whole time you were, you felt you were off center, you may have been right where God wanted you to be. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Even though you felt like you were off center, you may have been just where God wanted you to be. I love that. Whoever asked this question, (laughs) I'm saying that like I don't know. I know who asked this question. I want you to know that I actually want to commend you for knowing that you're off center. I want Mm. you to know that the fact that you know you're off center is good. That means you know that you have a center. That means you have goals for yourself. Right. Because how am I going to know I'm off track if I ain't even got a track? The fact that you have a track for your life is good. Well, I should say the fact that you are following the track God has for you is good. So knowing that you have a sensor, knowing that you're off center means you have a good relationship with yourself. Or you know yourself. You're self-aware. Self-awareness is so key. And when you're self-aware, when you know what makes you tick when you know what leads you astray, what distracts you, you're able to correct it. You can't fix the problem if you don't know what it is. So the first piece of encouragement I have for you is good job. Good Mm. job. And when you talk to God, remember that he's known for making crooked paths straight. That's his specialty. He says, if you trust me with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding... And acknowledge me in all your ways, I will make your path straight. Yes. I will direct you. Yes. Because the thing about our God, is he's a good father. And he knows what's best for you. Key words, for you. So when you talk to him, ask him to help you fall out of love with what's not for you. Mm. God, mm. help me fall out of love with what's not for me. Because I'm drawn to things that aren't good for me. I'm drawn to relationships that aren't good for me. I'm drawn to watch things that aren't good for me to see and to believe things that are lies. So help me to fall out of love with what's not for me. My God. And I'm so glad that Elijah touched on on the prayer part because prayer is key. Now, faith without works is dead. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I just want to nip this in the bud, this misconception that you can just pray away all the problems. Come on. No. You pray and God works. Like that that that's a two-part equation. You don't just sit back. Now, now, yes, you sit back and watch the Lord fight your battles. That this is true. God, though, can use you to answer your own prayer. Mm, yeah. Yeah. You and you are the answer to somebody else's prayer. So talk you, about you need it, to Josh. do some things too. Like it's it's some practical things. So I got some practical advice for you. Just keeping it real. Get yourself a structure get yourself a schedule when you have that time alone like elijah was talking about and you have the conversation with god and have the conversation with yourself about what your goals are what's your vision and and now that i have these goals let me break them down into long-term and short-term goals get yourself a structure for your day because time is the one thing you can't get back if you lose it So get yourself a planner, 
get yourself a calendar. Maybe you have an app on your phone. I use this app called Power Planner and another one called Color Note to make my to-do list. But also, I highly recommend writing it down on a physical piece of paper. Like, I have that in my journal. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you type it out. But if you type it, I strongly encourage you to print it out so you have a tangible copy of what those goals are. And then you can look at it. What am I about? What am I trying to do? Oh, yeah, I got it written out. I'm trying to get a 4.0 this semester. Like, that's a very tangible, specific goal. Yeah. Get your get your goals specific. And that again, that takes time. I'm not saying you need to know what you want to make out of your career by Thursday morning. What I am saying, though, is you need a, stru- you need a structure. You need a schedule. Two more quick pieces of advice. Watch what you put in front of your ears and your eyes. Yep. Watch what you put in front of your ears and your eyes. Where God is taking you, everybody else ain't going. And there are some, there are some things that you just can't really afford to be wasting your time looking at right now. Talk about it that, It might Josh. be good to monitor your screen time. I'm not saying you need to take a fast from social media. If the Holy Spirit directs you to do that, do that. What I am saying, though, is you got you to gotta watch what you're looking at and what you're listening to because that's going to determine your thoughts. If your goal, if your goal is to be mentally healthy and you keep consuming trauma, that's not going to help. Mhm. Like we and and I really want to say this. This is this is go this is to everyone. But my heart is especially burdened right now for my black sisters and my black brothers. We've been out having conversations about black death so often that it is dra- it's taxing it is traumatizing to talk about death all the time and if you are an ally if you are a supporter if you are a man or woman of god this this is this is your issue too we're all in this together especially for my black sisters and my black brothers we've had this conversation so much it can be emotionally draining sometimes you got to take a break from the posts you're making on Instagram. Because you can't take a break from the fight. You can't take a break mm. from social injustice. But I know you've been resharing. I know you've been having these talks. Sometimes you need to you need to pause on that though. Work yeah. on yourself. Cause we I mean we talk so often, especially when we're having serious discussions such as this one, about the deep spiritual things you need to do. Hey, let's just keep it blunt. Sometimes you need to watch a key and peel sketch. Go watch SpongeBob. Like go go look at something silly, something yeah. goofy, just something chill. Binge watch your favorite show on Netflix for for a reasonable amount of time, not like six hours, but maybe two. Maybe just give yourself some time to do nothing, some time alone to do nothing. Listen to some of your favorite songs, and if you are struggling to find out what those songs are, listen to episode six of the conversation with Josh and Legend. Check this part. <laughs> Yeah. And the last thing I'll say is get wise counsel. Know that you're not in this by yourself and recentering yourself. Have an accountability partner. Is there somebody that you can trust? Maybe it's your mom or your dad. Maybe it's your best friend. Maybe you have a mentor. I'm blessed to say I have multiple mentors and I also have best friends like Elijah and they keep me accountable because I know like shout out to Elijah. Elijah's not the type of guy who's just going to let me tweak and not say anything about it. Elijah's not that he's not that guy in your corner on Family Feud who says, good answer, good answer, when you just said the dumbest answer. No, he's gonna tell you it was dumb. Get you some get you some friends who will get you right. Yeah. Lean on wise counsel 
And again, most importantly, lean on God. But just know that though you're off center right now, you will get back on track. In man. Jesus' name. I know you will. And I believe in you. That's good, man. And like, I love, one thing I love about us in this podcast is that we have, we have these important conversations and topics that I think people need, you know, to have, to talk about and to understand. And so besides our podcast, like what are some of your favorite podcasts is the question we got. And I just want to touch on this. The podcast community. Oh, they run deep. Oh, they run shout deep. Out. And I want to shout out to every podcaster who has listened to our show um, every podcaster who's fo- followed us on Instagram, and if you're not following us already, I definitely encourage you to do that. Post dot conversation on um, Instagram, and if you want to email us about anything, you know, it's post conversations at gmail dot com. You know, and we'll take any type of you know inquiry. But you know, that's that's not important. But like, you know, what are some of your favorite podcasts, Josh? And well, if I you can, you'd never ask. And if you can, you know. Don't don't be a Baptist preacher, you know. Oh, I won't. I'll just I'll just list the podcast. <laughs> and I, I, I have to I have to I have to give a special a special shout out to two of them. Mm-hmm. Number one, Southside Rabbi. Yep, 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 yep. Southside Rabbi, man. That is that's in the top two for me. It's one of my favorite podcasts. And the conversation with Josh and Elijah is not copying Southside Rabbi by any means, but we we can definitely attest we are inspired by them. Oh yeah, KB, I mean I love them. Just just it's for everybody. It's for the culture, but yeah. they love God. Yeah, those are those are some black men out on a mission. Now it's some black women out here on a mission too. Black girl magic meets holiness. That's that's a podcast. It's called Jesus and Jalof. Two Nigerian legends, Lovey Ajayi and Yvonne Orji. Lovey is a public speaker. She's a New York Times best-selling author. She's she's a queen. She's out here living her best life. And Yvonne Orji is a stand-up comedian and an actress on Issa Rae's show Insecure. Check them out. The podcast is called Jesus and Jalof because those are the two things they can't live without. They will get you right. Other people who will get you right are N.T. Wright. Ask mm. N.T. Wright. I love that podcast. 30 Minutes with the Perrys. I quoted Jackie Hill Perry earlier on in today's episode and her husband, Preston Perry, mighty man of God. I've met him, got a picture with him, dapped him up. Great, great man of God. Strongly, strongly recommend you listen to the podcast. There's so much wisdom. Jamel Hill's Unbothered. The Roommates Podcast. Love the Roommates Podcast. At Roommates HTX on Instagram. Follow them. Dissect and the Michelle Obama Podcast. Those are, those are all the podcasts that I listen to. Wow, you um, you listen to podcasts. I'm a, I'm a big fan. Big I'm fan. I'm a big fan, but I think we our shows kind of overlap. So of course I love Southside Rabbi. Like truth be told, Southside Rabbi really encouraged us to start our own podcast. You know, I think we should really put let KB know that. Like after listening, we were like, "Yo, we should really do this." Um, so definitely Southside Rabbi. I'm work in progress, which is Andy Mino's podcast. Um, Righteous and Ratchet, which was a show by Kev on Stage Studios. It was great. I still listen to the old episodes. Um, and then another one is Here's the Thing by Kev on Stage, which is his new podcast show, which is still great. They have um, th- Now Kev on Stage has a female co-host, 
which I think is yes. amazing. And she offers a great perspective on a lot of the issues going on with the world. Um, so, yeah, definitely. Those are the podcasts that I keep in my rotation and that I keep talking about every now and again, you know, because shows are important. Like, I don't think anyone understands how important podcasts have become in this current climate, but they are. And I would encourage you to keep listening to the conversation with Josh and Elijah, but also spread spread your wings a little, you know, check out some check out some other podcasters because we're all working to make great content for the people. That's so true. I think we're going to go with one more question. And um, it's one that I got. And um, we're going to try and answer this somewhat quickly. If that's possible, Josh, I don't know. You let me know. <laughs> uh, we could do it quick. I mean, it's a very simple question. It's just the answer ain't so simple. But we'll do it quick. We can we can definitely tackle this in under three. Under three. Okay. So one of the questions that I got was we had a great show. We had a great season so far. We've got two more episodes to go after this. But they were like, so when are y'all going to have any female co-hosts? When are y'all going to have any female guests? When are y'all going to let people on the show? And here's the thing. We're still waiting to get approved for season two, which I'm excited about. We've been in conversations. And Josh, do you have something you want to say? You can go ahead and say no, it if keep you want to say it. No, no, no. Go ahead you and go. say it if I'll you want to say it. I'll talk later. Okay. So Eli- Elijah's is being very careful. He's being <laughs> circumspect. <laughs> That's me. I mean, I wouldn't be Elijah if I wasn't. But uh, so... You know, I definitely want to have a female on the show to offer perspective. I want to have, um, I want to have a lot of people on this show, and I think it's something that we're definitely working on. We're even working on maybe possibly having our our the great bishop, the great bishop. Oh yes, hopefully. Oh, I mean, he's a very busy guy, so hopefully we can have the great bishop Tillman on here someday soon. Um, but like, we really want to get everyone's perspective because the thing about a conversation right now, you're listening to two best friends, but our conversations go beyond just me and Josh. They go to people who don't know Jesus. They go to people who, um, don't go to our church. They go to people who are just out living life. So, you know, we definitely want to have a conversation with them. And so, um, I hope you all keep listening so that we get approved to have another season and, you know, people tune in to season two the conversation with josh and elijah you know yes sir it needs to continue and women need to be a part of the conversation not that they aren't not that they aren't right now elijah and i were just looking over some numbers before we started recording and i believe it's in the past in the past month 50 percent of our listeners are female or is that overall 50 percent um overall overall hold up let me see i want to i want to make sure i have yeah, get, the, get the receipts get the receipts i want to pull up the receipts so that we're talking accurately overall our listeners are it's a 52 51 split that's not even mathematically possible 52 51 that's 103 <laughs> percent Hey, you Elijah's know what I'm trying to, to say. For political science, you know what I'm trying not to say. Mathematics. You know what I'm trying to say. Stop being extra. You know what I'm trying to say. Fifty-two, <laughs> fifty-one. Um, but we need. Yes, we want to have guests now. 
the reason we did not have any male or female guests on season one of the conversation is okay. I want to wait, wait, wait. I want to put this in there. It's forty nine to fifty one. Yes, yes. Those are the numbers. Female to male. Yes, more males, okay, more males than female, but they're not like a six percent market. Like they're a very large. Yeah, portion. the margin. The margin is two percent. The yeah. margin is two percent. I love the fact that they listen though, because that tells me one of them may may. I'm not gonna say it, cause the, you know you know when you in church and that person walk up to somebody and be like, you know you my wife, but maybe my wife is listening to no, the podcast. <laughs> maybe, maybe, make you need to find her, cause he that findeth a yeah, wife yeah, 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 finds yeah, a good yeah, thing yeah, and obtains yeah, yeah. favor from the Lord. Yes, Amen. but don't be ashamed. You can always DM me at the Believer Six One Four on Instagram. You know, maybe yes, you want to yes, maybe you want to give me a follow. You need to pursue her. Don't I let her pursue, pursue you. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get there. If she follows you, you follow her back, and you make sure that you like her recents. Maybe maybe she wants to like my recents. Anyways, um, go ahead, Josh. Go ahead, Josh. <laughs> yes, we need. We want guests on the show, and that is the plan for season two. Should it happen. Elijah's being, being cautious, you know. Elijah, I'm not. Even, I'm not even going. I'm not no, even going. No, just go there. I'm just, not go there. Roast you. just go there. No. Just go there. Bro, bro. you you being overly cautious. Elijah's <laughs> Elijah's that dude who sees that the light's been green for too long, so he starts pumping the brake even though it's green because he knows it's about to turn yellow soon. <laughs> You Elijah's that dude going you. 20 in the school zone in the middle of July. You like, Elijah, never, it's the summer, okay, but, but actually, it's, a, it's a school zone. Actually, I do do that. I do do that because I'd be scared. I'd be like, oh, my God. I am a black man driving around in a city that's not filled with black people. I am cautious as ever. Okay? Come this on now. Real. Come on now. That, that's real. Come on, somebody. But. That's real. Josh, do you have a word of the day? I do have a word of the day. I do have a word of the day. I want to, before I give the word of the day, just thank everyone who submitted their questions. I know we didn't get to all of your questions. We wanted to make sure we answered definitely the heavy hitters. Um, just real quick, I want to say somebody asked me who I have one in the chip. Um, Lakers in three. Waffles, pancakes, or French toast? Has to be French toast. Pancakes. And somebody said Popeyes or Chick-fil-A. That's a conversation for another Chick-fil-A. day. Chick-fil-A. Um, Overall, Chick-fil-A, but I like the Popeye's sandwich better. Disgusting. All right, go to your word of the day. But yes, the word of the day today is sponsored by the letter V. V? The word of the... If you know if you know where that's from, shout out to you. That's, that's uh, <laughs> Sesame Street. Only real ones know that. But the word of the day today is verity. Say verity. Verity. Verity is that which corresponds to reality verity is a synonym for truth the official definition on dictionary.com is the state or quality of being true accordance with fact or reality so when you ask a question you trying to get some verity you want to reach a definite conclusion and a lot of times in conversations with people we assume what they're going to say before they even say it we already have this false narrative built up and maybe the narrative isn't that far off because we've been around this person or heard about this person but let people speak for themselves mm. listen to understand them and when yeah. you ask them a question just like y'all asked us questions today 
and you listen, like you're listening to this episode right now, you get Verity. You will get the true answer from them. And I'm not about to preach. That's your job. But it's the same with God. Let God speak for himself. You want the answers? I'm telling you, you go to Fox News, you're going to get one thing. You go to CNN, MSNBC, you're going to get another thing. But the answer, the verity, the definite truth that's unchanging, that's found in God's word. Let God speak for himself and you will get that verity. Uh, greetings, um, dear brothers and sisters. My name is... Since I'm anointed, I will go ahead and say it. My name is the Apostle Bishop um, <laughs> Ferdinand Export. And I'm here. What? I am here as a guest pastor today at the Church of Conversation. And mm. I just wanted to go with the word verity. Uh huh. Uh huh. And I am reminded mm, of the word of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Yes, Give God. me the definition yes. of verity one more time. I don't think the people in the back heard you. Say it again. They did. I don't think you heard me. <laughs> verity is the state or quality of being true. Ah, <laughs> the Bible says, <laughs> "Let the word of God be true, and let the word of man be a lie." Mm -hmm. mm. So, 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 when you're listening to other people around you, you should know they're lying. Mm -hmm. They're not telling the truth. The word of God is true. When the Lord said. That man shall need for a woman, the word was true. When God said that man should not live by bread alone, but by the word that proceeded out of the mouth of God, that was true. When God uh -huh. said Daniel will go in the lion's den and not be bitten by a lion, that was true. When God said when you march around the city the seventh time, the wall shall fall, that was hey, true. Hey, Joshua. When God said, when God said to Elijah, train up Elisha and he will carry your anointing on and instead he will have a double portion. It was true. When God said, Noah, put your family on the ark and I will protect you. It was true. Let the word of God be true. And the word of man be a lie. Let the word Come of on, God man. be true. And every man be a lie. The word, the word. The word, the hey. word, the word. Hallelujah. My name is Apostle Bishop Frederick Export, and I'm here. At you said Chardonnay. <laughs> It's in English as Frederick. I'm here at the Church of Conversation, and I'm here to tell you, let the word of God be true. Let the word of God be true. Let the word of God be true. God bless you. God bless you all standing, all standing, all standing. Rest on your feet. Not all standing. Rest everyone, on your feet. Everyone rest on your feet. Rest on your feet. All over the building. All over the building. All over the building. You are awesome. Oh my you gosh. cause walls to fall with your power. I know I mess up the words, but perform miracles because there is nothing. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Uh huh. Nothing. That's what. That's impossible. Yes. And we're what? And we're, and we're standing, standing here. Standing here. Let me remix this. Only on because you told the truth. Hey. 
Ooh. You told the truth. Come on, somebody. Hey. Come on, somebody. And we're standing here only because, only because you, you told the truth. Hallelujah. You, you told the truth. Stop. Okay, stop. Listen, and when our backs were against the wall, and it looked as if it was over, yeah, you, you told the truth, my God. All right, so as we're leaving, as we're leaving... On behalf of the Conversation Network, we want to thank you for fellowshipping with us today. Um, I believe that, I pray that there was something here said that would encourage you throughout this week. Um, remember that we will not have evening service as pastor is on vacation. Uh, my name is oh Apostle Bishop Ferdinand and I'm going to be taking over while a pastor is on vacation. Um you know, we're so thankful. Um, the I'll choir be going to a different church. <laughs> the choir is standing. The choir is standing. The choir is standing. Amen. Amen. If you want to give your life today, make sure oh, you follow us at post.conversation. That's post.conversation. And our motto here at the Conversation Church is a conversation begins and ends with an open ear. God bless you. Amen. God bless Amen. you. And and as the choir is singing, we're going to go ahead and let you go. You stop away. God bless you. We'll see you next time. <laughs> when our backs were against the wall. And it looked you as if clown, it was bro. over. Josh, say bye to All the right, people. We're ending. Made a All right, y'all. Peace out. Hey, yeah. All right. God bless y'all. See you next time. <laughs>